Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer ad-free episodes even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk. Routine in the end in the Club World Cup semi-final. City now play Fluminense in the final on Friday after a match that had pre-season vibes written all over it. But don't let that put you off today's Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney and I'm joined by the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee. Hello. You can let it put you off if you want. (laughs) If you don't want to listen, you don't have to. (laughs) We're doing this because, you know, we presume there will be people who who are especially interested. But, um, yeah, like, pre-season vibes, but without the intrigue of pre-season. Like, in terms (laughs) of, like, working in the media, there's so much interest in what happens in pre-season, even if it's, like, just the friendlies, because people want to know what's going on but yeah and you get a little bit of a mild irritation yeah you get a little bit of a tempter of who might be doing what and what jobs Guardiola might have for different players at various points that are different from previous years I guess in pre-season whereas this one was just literally a trip to Saudi Arabia to play in a competition that um, I mean to be fair the club are taking very seriously yeah but I mean I was asked about this earlier so I had to do like an article for the final whistle on the athletic and it was like have we talked like he said. He said to me, the editor, "Have Have you done an article on like why why City are taking this seriously?" And I, I mean, look. So for a start, like if if it's a trophy, then Guardiola is going to want to win it. Mm. But and, and so are the players. But it's not that deep. It's not that specific. Like when Chelsea were in it the other year, they wanted to win it. When Liverpool were in it, they, if any football team on earth, if there's a trophy to win, they want to win it. Like there's when <laughs> you may have seen it mentioned again recently because Liverpool fans are complaining about it for some reason. But they had to field a kids team, didn't they? There's a long list, you can carry on. Um, but they had to field like a kids team in the, in the League Cup because they couldn't get the game rearranged. Obviously, completely irrelevant to City because they're not in the League Cup anyway. But they didn't send the kids team to the Club World Cup, did they? Like they kind of had that obligation. And oh yeah. They went yeah. with that. Like team, I never thought I never thought of it that way around, but you are absolutely right there because if like if 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 they if they cared more about the Carabao Cup, then just play the Carabao Cup and and send the kids to to your obligation in the Club World Cup. Yeah. I never thought I mm. never thought of that. And like the thing like I, instinctively to me the League Cup feels bigger than the Club World Cup in terms of what would you want to win, but like I think especially for City, with it being the first uh, but, time. But how, how many handles does the Club World Cup have? How many handles? Yeah, because if it's got if it's got fewer than three handles, then yeah, you're right. I want to I want to win the League Cup. But if not, then I mean, it might, if he's got four handles, imagine that. That's just excessive, isn't it? Um, yeah, <laughs> getting peep show territory there. Sorry, but, um, I, I feel like I've derailed this already. You were making a serious no, no, point. Please do. I mean, like, let, if, if it can't be good, let, let's at least make it fun. Um, but yeah, but like you know, for City. You know, it's the first one they could ever win. It's like a nice title to have. And it would also be five trophies in a calendar year. Like, that's kind of going under the radar a bit. You know, like when Guardiola had that great Barca team, they won six. And it was like, that's amazing. There's six trophies in a year. And that's mental. And like, for the mathematicians out there, five is a smaller number than six. <laughs> but five trophies in a year is mad. Um, so yeah, obviously to add that on, it's it's a big thing to win. But again, like you look at, 
the celebrations after they won the European Super Cup. It wasn't, you know, quite as jubilant as yeah, after yeah. Istanbul. But like, why would it be? But it was still, you know, it wasn't just they weren't just passing the the trophy around the the dressing room, not caring. Like this, this stuff does matter to them. So. Yeah, it wasn't Richard Dunn holding up the uh, Jean Gamper yeah. trophy, was it? Like in in sheer embarrassment that he'd won it. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So. I mean, it just like, but that's the thing. Like, you can go, oh, well, this is why City, this is why they win so much because they take everything seriously. And that's true. But like, every team would want to win it. Like, every team would want that title of being the best team in the world. And look, like, I'm sure when the idea was first thought of, it made loads of sense. Like, get all the, the teams from around the world to play each other. But like, European football is just so far ahead of the others now. It It is like pre season friendly vibes, like you say. Friday should be interesting. Um, City should still win, but I suppose if we're going to link it to tonight, um, it's it's one of those games where obviously you can win, and they did, but you can't really win because it's like no matter how well you do, it's like yeah, well, it wasn't a difficult game, was it? Yeah, well, it's, it's, then, it's fourteen. Well done. Yeah, but you can still pick holes in the bad stuff, like those two mad moments in the second half, and it's like, well, that's why you keep conceding goals in the Premier League, like so. Stop that. And again, like if, if City hadn't gone through this recent patch and that happened tonight, you wouldn't even mention it. But it's like, well, that like what is what is actually going on? Like what is causing that? The second one was just kind of like weird bounces and stuff, but it was just a mess, wasn't it? The first one was like that weird back pass to Edison. But then it was like well there was no oh, it just it just unusual things that keep happening but like I say there was loads of other stuff and even in terms of an exercise of you've got a deep block you've got to break them down there wasn't much going on was there City were playing their way around well in in front of it really obviously with the return to the false nine with Bernardo they did have that extra passer in there they did have more well a lot of men in midfield but the red diamonds were so deep like it was just and nothing was really happening. City couldn't really get that cut and thrust, and then that's why the Nunes goal was well, the own goal that he forced was good. Like somebody somebody replied on Twitter saying, What are you celebrating that for? Like it was a shit cross. Like, to be fair, it wasn't a great cross at all, was it? But like Great finish. It wasn't like he just put the cross in. Like he created the whole scenario. And you know, if nothing else, you can say well, not if nothing else, because there was loads of stuff that was good. It wasn't even just, you know, he was facing the play and then he decided to drop a shoulder and go past somebody, like, you know, carrying the ball really well, like we know he can do. It back to goal. Neat it wasn't turn. even on the yeah. half turn like Foden. Like, it was a nice, neat turn. Took the two of them out. And it didn't even look like much. It didn't even look like he did a lot. But, you know, we talked about when they signed the ball carriers, it was to add in different options and ways to break down um, deep teams. And again, they weren't especially deep at that point, were they? But... That's the kind of quality that they wanted to see from him. And he did well. And then he had a good game overall. Um, <laughs> the like shocking missed header <laughs> apart. Um, but again, when I was writing about it, I was like, oh, wait. like, he didn't do much after the Wolves game and everyone had kind of forgotten about him. But he's done well against Red Star and you're a Red Diamonds now. And it's like, mm, that doesn't sound especially pleasing, does it? But what what can you do? Like, yeah. if, if those are the games you're playing in, all you can do is play well. So... We saw we saw the kind of quality he's got, but um, yeah. yeah, next challenge. There's actually, actually difficult games. There's major major differences, and I'm not for a second comparing the two. I just want to like at this stage though, I would remind people of David Silva's start at City, in that he was in Mancini's league um, 
uh, Europa League team in the in that season and that when when he first arrived. And he was kind of finding his feet by playing in the games where you would expect City to win and play well and and just kind of dominate the ball and stuff. And it was quite an understated start from him. And listen, nobody was suggesting that he was going to be a flop. It was like the the anticipation was already there from that from that point on. But it's just an illustration that you know sometimes you need those games to be able to find your level. Now Nunez's level may be well, well, well below what David Silva achieved at City, but. You're right. He's still in that that mold of you can only play well in the games that you're getting picked in. You, what games do you get picked in as a as a new player in a Guardiola team that isn't trusted yet? It's not you don't you're not getting chucked in against Spurs. You're not getting chucked in against Liverpool, and it's like go and play well against them. You you have to do it in the other games first, and that's where that's just where Nunes is at at the minute. Yeah, and I suppose it, well, it is good because obviously he was like chucked in against Wolves away, which is obviously a difficult game, and he was starting a lot at the beginning. But it seemed like Wolves away just kind of made Guardiola think, hold on a minute, like this guy's not ready. You know, I remember because I remember thinking like a few games in, Nunes had made more city appearances than Phillips had in the whole the whole time. So it was like, okay, this guy's just going straight in and et cetera, et cetera, regarding Phillips. But then that kind of put the put it on the back burner a bit and it's almost like he's had to start from scratch again. But you're right, like you know, we talked about people wanting subs from the Palace game at the weekend and people were saying, I'll put Nunes on. I was like, what is this? But like Guardiola might next time might consider it. Yeah, I mean, not not necessarily. You know, if he had the Palace game over again, would he bring them on? But maybe because look, we've talked about the subs over and over again. I, I spoke to somebody about it again on Sunday, and like just the only way, yeah, well, the the only benefit I got from it was well confirmation, but also a more succinct way of putting it. And Guardiola only makes subs when he thinks he can improve what's already out there, and he didn't think he could improve it. So again. If you know Nunes gets a few more games under his belt, when he's like, oh, okay, this guy's making good decisions, he's given us a lot on the ball, then you know it makes it more likely. But again, obviously, if Guardiola doesn't think that people on the on the pitch are struggling, then he's not going to do it. But it does help. And again, same with Kovacic. When I saw the team, I thought, good, Kovacic and Nunes together in midfield because let's see. And then that's when it kind of goes back to that preseason vibes, isn't it? Like, well, let's have a look at these guys then, especially together. Like, let's see what they can get going and. They were pretty good overall, and again, Kovacic got a good goal as well. So, yeah. Do you reckon? I mean, the other thing that contributes to the preseason vibes is the fact that it's so warm, and they're obviously like it, like they've they've barely even done anything, and they've already broken into a sweat. It just kind mm. of um, like how how have they all managed to pick up a suntan in the what two days they've been in Saudi Arabia already? I don't. It's it, it doesn't it doesn't add up if you ask me. Um, Kovacic yeah, then. They never seem to get, footballers never get sunburned, do they? No, it's odd. Um, yeah, yeah, me as well. Playing in, uh, you know, I could play an hour in Manchester in the bright sunshine, red as anything afterwards. I don't I don't get it. Um, uh, sorry, I've taken this podcast in strange directions already. Um, Kovacic then. Uh, obviously got the um, time in the centre of midfield with, uh, with Nunes um, involved in the team as well. Scored himself a pretty good goal. Bit of a waste, actually, given that uh, he's been desperate to score it. He's gone and, he's gone and wasted one of his few goals in the, uh, in the Club World Cup. Um, but it, it, it seems like he, he had a good, good kind of control over the game. And again, taking into account the opposition. Yeah, but what I liked as well was because... He was going to be signed regardless of Gundogan, but because of the type of player he is, and not as good as, obviously, he's always kind of going to be looked at through that Gundogan scope. But what I liked as much tonight, because we've seen so much of 
you know, him getting the ball in tight spaces. And look, he, he can obviously beat a man as well, which is something that the Gundogan didn't do. He does have that in his locker that Gundogan didn't. Um, and we've seen so many times that he's done that. He's immediately looked for Haaland as well, which is another really useful thing. But we've not really seen it tried because he's not played too much recently, um, but certainly worked when he has tried it. You know, it's not really been such a a conveyor belt of chances. But I think we saw tonight a bit a, even more of a vertical game from him, you know, in terms of Bernardo going back to the false nine. I assumed it'd be Foden, but even when I assumed, I was like, well, I guess it's Foden, but you never know. And then it was Bernardo, but then he was dropping to the same kind of height, if you're going to allow me a technical term in this context, as as Kovacic. And I was like, so when I first turned it on, because I missed the first two minutes, I was like, is this two false nines again? Like, like it was Old Trafford in the League Cup. But it wasn't, it was just Bernardo dropping to the same kind of height as Kovacic, but then Kovacic getting in behind. And I was like, okay, that's that's kind of a new side to his game in terms of what we've seen at City. Um, and then obviously in the second half, it led to him going through one-on-one with a goalkeeper. From a walker um, pass, by the way. Yeah, well, that that was that was really good. Um, but again, going back to, you can't really win in these circumstances. <laughs> that was really good. But the kind of lapses and straight passes and stuff, people are still kind of calling for his head, aren't they? So yeah, up, up and down for Walker. But I mean, obviously it was unbelievable and if you know if he'd done that at the start of this season before his stock had dipped or at the end of last season when his you know stock was obviously soaring um you know there'd be Trent Alexander-Arnold come outside memes but now everyone's kind of keeping their head down going can we actually get this fucker out of the team which again is like incredibly fickle but to be fair yeah I get it (laughs) I get it you know if we can go back to a kanji at right back and stones in the middle like it was at the end of last season um, obviously Walker played a lot at the end of last season but why I'm qualifying it with that is Akanji right back still doesn't sound like a great solution does it but it was at the end of last season so let's maybe see a bit of that again um, but yeah um, that was it as soon as they got that second goal it was okay that this is what everybody expected and this is how it's going to go and, and and that was it and I mean I'm, try- I'm trying to think of I suppose I suppose it was interesting that Edison started rather than Ortega, because it just feels like a, you know, if Ortega plays in the FA Cup, then that's important enough for him to get the game time. And you think, well, and again, this goes back to this being important, but it's not so important that you can't play Ortega because Guardiola loves Ortega. So I thought that was interesting. I'm not saying it's dodgy or bad or whatever. I just thought it was interesting. I I just wonder if it's just like UEFA competition team, Domestic cup competition team. Do you know, like if it's just like clear distinction? I don't know. It might be, but it's almost like you know what I mean. Like when there's bonus fixtures in the calendar, and you've got this guy who you really like, and you'd hope he's going to stay, and you can convince him to stay with more games. That would be one. Um, yeah, I don't know. But again, like I, I don't know. There will be reasons. I mean, there could even be an element of um, like Edison. He's not been bad, but maybe losing a little bit of his confidence from the back end of last season. Maybe it's a chance to. To get him that again, and he's because yeah, he's because yeah, he, I mean he hasn't he hasn't had a clean sheet in a long time now, and um, like it's it sounds daft, but it's just that mental hurdle of getting one. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, the the equivalent of a, a striker scoring with his ass or whatever. Yeah, um, I, was, I suppose it was quite similar tonight because they did keep a clean sheet with their ass. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> metaphorically speaking, they they certainly flirted with conceding. Um, so yeah, maybe that maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. It's going to be fixed. It's like. At the start of the 2017-18 season, when they were trying to sign Alexis Sanchez and Guardiola was like, I just don't know where the goals are going to come from. And he was like, well, maybe it'll click. Um, 
and thought made it and look then like Sterling yeah. scored that late winner <laughs> at Bournemouth, and then <laughs> like nobody nobody saw saw that click coming, and obviously it basically hasn't unclicked since. Yeah. So still, yeah, still, 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 he scored a late winner at Bournemouth, and uh, nobody took a point off, off until the new year. <laughs> yeah, um, although Edison saved a penalty against Palace, which would have been useful at the weekend. But fine, yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. There we go. Doesn't matter. Coming up after a short ad break, we'll continue to talk about the game against Red Diamonds, focusing on players like Oscar Bob and Jack Grealish. See you then. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Let's have a a look at uh, some of the other players that were involved against Red Diamonds. Um, Because the other other side of this um, is obviously, you know, the the subs came in and and, uh, again, through the prism of, you know, the level of the opposition. Um, Oscar Bob looked pretty decent, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he did. Again, yeah, very much in this, in that kind of, you can only play well against what's in front of you. And look, and again, look comfortable and maybe convince Guardiola that 1% extra that you can do it. He did. Um, yeah, that shot that he just dragged wide of the post was a bit of a shame, but he, he, does look, he does look tasty. You know, it is that combination that you might have seen or heard about when he was in the academy of, He's good in the small spaces, but can beat a man as well. And he is that kind of perfect blend, especially with the the way that Guardiola was with doing his last season in particular. Obviously, they've added Doku into that now. But yeah, that kind of Mares clone, obviously not exactly the same, but you know what I mean by that. He's good in the small spaces, but he can beat a man as well. It was a good little moment on the. Um, I'm going to get into technical definitions again here, Sam. Uh, byline um, where <laughs> I can't believe I've just forgot the word touchline the other week. By the yeah, way. no, <laughs> but I forgot it as well, so I was just skating over that. Um, so, like where he he suddenly ended up um, kind of ninety degree angle to the goal, where like with the ball at his feet, just like on the edge of the six yard box, like alongside the byline facing the goal, because he'd done a nice little turn to get round the defender, and I thought that was quite tidy. Um, and I think he pulled it back, and the the pullback didn't quite it either didn't go to the um, to whoever was getting in on the end of it, or it took a nick on its way through, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, I suppose he kind of benefited in a way from coming on, not just against that opposition, but. At a time when the game was was up, because I don't know, maybe this sounds like I'm being generous on Grealish, but obviously Grealish had to do a lot of heavy lifting in the first half when it was heavy lifting. 
and he looked frustrated. There was that mm. one clip, didn't he? Did he get a, a corner in the first half? And it just you could see him kind of laughing and puffing. It was like he's not he's not enjoying this. He seems like when like when the camera panned to De Bruyne, and he looked a bit like fuck. What are they doing? And then like everyone was like cheering, and he was like, oh hi. Um, but before that, he was kind of like, I'm not really sure about how this game's going. Like it, it didn't it didn't it didn't seem to be an enjoyable game to play in in that first mm-hmm. half. Yeah, I did want to bring up a corner because um, uh, I don't know if you caught the words, um, it's already in there, you fucking idiot, um, which was Grealish to the referee. When the referee he, he, the referee kept asking Grealish to put the ball in the quadrant. <laughs> and um, That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, and, and Grealish was just like, it, it, like he kept bending <laughs> down, touching the ball, but not moving it. Uh, and the referee was kept, kept pointing to say, no, no, it needs, it needs to go back in the quadrant. Hmm. And... Um, he said something. It was something like, "It's already in there, you fucking idiot." And then there was that like, like beat of a pause. Then the commentator went, "Well, apologies if you've heard some bad language there." <laughs> How did I miss that? It's great. The, the, and the perils of a kind of child's bedtime kickoff. Um, yeah, that sounds brilliant. That sounds like the best thing that happened in the game. It was. It's certainly up there. And he was. He's absolutely right as well because the ball doesn't have to be in the quadrant. It just has to overhang yeah. the quadrant, as we all know. Yeah. As we all know, and as we all know. What overhanging means depends on where you're standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been through that enough, haven't we? Um, a, a bit more on Grealish, though, Sam, because um, obviously he's had he's he's been one of the bigger narratives of this season uh, with the whole Doku Grealish thing. And um, in the last few games with Doku's injury and with um, the the kind of the style that City have needed in the last few games, that hasn't necessarily been there. It's been almost, I don't want to say a big few weeks for him, but it's been like, like he's certainly been in focus a lot more than he is normally. Um, and it, I, I just felt it was interesting that he, he seemed quite frustrated in this game because I didn't think he was playing particularly badly. And then the more the more frustrated he got, the more he seemed to, to kind of make decisions that are not like him, if that makes sense. Uh, how do you mean in terms well, of the, the decisions? I'm just thinking things like um, when he when he was faced with the goalkeeper one on one and he kept taking touches and uh, the the chance just disappeared or there was there was a moment where he could have. Um, I think he, there's a lot of people who would say that sounds exactly like Grealish. Yeah, maybe. But there was there was one moment on the left flank in the second half when uh, I think he had the opportunity to to play it through to Gradiol and chose not to, and then suddenly found himself with no pass and it ended up back at Ake on the halfway line and he he kind of the way he played it there was just kind of like a you know you know when you know when you're playing in the local five side centre and somebody's pissed off with with how it's gone and they just hit the ball and go oh, fuck off and boot it and like drill it low and hard just in any direction it felt like he'd just done that yeah um yeah he did seem he did seem frustrated um and again it's interesting isn't it because it's not like things haven't been going his way recently although in the sense of he keeps scoring goals that don't matter um, you know, just because somebody goes and pisses on his chips afterwards. So is that that's three big ones now, isn't it? Really? Yeah, three in a row. Um, well, no, because well, the, the, Lu- 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 yeah, 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 Luton was well. But uh, yeah, so you got the the Spurs one, which should have been you know the big winner. Palace, which wasn't the big winner, but you know, just a normal. That's just a normal goal you'd want Grealish to score in it. Score the first goal of the game, get everyone going, crack on. And obviously the United one in January at the start of the year which should have been the winner again. So, yeah, I mean, you can imagine being a bit annoyed about that, but in terms of how he's playing, it's fine. But, well, I think it's fine anyway. Like, And to be fair, people just want, to, want him to score goals and get assists and stuff, and he is doing that. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I suppose it's... I don't know. It's not like he's a direct 
route of assists and chances created for Haaland anyway, is it? So the fact that Haaland's not playing doesn't really make his job too difficult because he doesn't exchange too many passes with Haaland ever. I mean, hand on heart, I could probably only think of one. And that's because while I was formulating that sentence, I remembered the assist that he got for Haaland's record-breaking goal against West Ham. Other than that, I was going to say, I don't think he's ever passed to him once. Um, but, I mean, Grealish has played in the in the false nine era before, so, yeah, he's been a false nine, in fact. But yeah, he, he looked he looked a bit frustrated, but we'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to the game on on Friday, just because Fluminese's football is just so, like the whole point, not the whole point of it, it's not designed to be that way, but it is that way. Like the coach, well, Fernando Diniz, like it's just, he says, you know, it's the opposite to how Guardiola plays. Well, I was just going to say, tell me about them, because I I don't actually know a lot about them. And I know you, you watch a lot more South American football than I do. I don't know if you if you watch specifically Brazilian or Argentinian football, but like it's like you're always you always have a keen interest in in South American football. I think certainly more than I do. So, I mean, what like what do you yeah, know? I'll, about? I'll push next year to go to Boca against River Plate for work as an optimistic 2024 push. But <laughs> you never know. If you see me over there, you'll know how that's come about. Yeah, don't ask, don't get. <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah well and all, like because again like uh, it's more i think it's probably come about more because i follow coaching people on on twitter because of inevitably there'll be like breakdowns of city and then i can go three days later and go okay i'll i'll steal those concepts and look out for them next time but i did have to unfollow one guy i had that you know do you ever go to unfollow somebody but you think i hope they don't follow me but like, and like you click on their profile and it says they do follow you. It's like, ah, that's tougher to unfollow. But he didn't. So I was like, I thought you were gone, mate. Because it was just, <laughs> it was just so heavy in like tactical speak. Like, so like, like who's this for? Like, you, you, just, you know, you like, just, yeah, you've just reminded me of the time that I had to unfollow Keith Hackett because that guy's just too into refereeing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like that ref support UK guy. It's the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, look on on the scale of kind of Dean Saunders saying, you know, when he did that ridiculous thing on Talk to Us, saying, "What are you talking about pressing?" It's just winning the ball back, and it's like that n- nonsense. Like that's too idiotic. But because that, like, and like I've said before, like even um, Juan Marleo said he doesn't like you know people talking about low blocks. But I don't mind that. Like it, people know what that means now. I think those phrases do make sense. But this guy was just like, just well over the top. So I was like, forget it. But he was always talking about Diniz and Fluminese. And it's like, so again, to, to borrow from the Marty Perinal book, there's a quote from Guardiola there talking about his wingers and how they've got to stay wide. And he doesn't want them coming inside because it's more congested. And he says to the winger, if you stay out there and hold your width and wait, how many guys have got to dribble past? One or two, and then do it. If you come inside, how many? How many do you have to dribble past then? Four. So like, why would you? But Fluminese, for example, if you're using that example, the winger could come inside because the number 10's got the ball or the striker's got the ball. The winger can go and stand next to him. And the the number eight can go and stand next to him. And the holding midfielder can go and stand next to him. And the winger on the other side can come in. They they just kind of crowd around the ball so the players have got loads of options. And like, I saw a clip recently where it's almost like a wheel from goal kicks. And like, the players almost, this sounds mental, but the players almost like form a circle. And they rotate in that way to. They just get us. They form a circle around the ball and just run it down the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's even it's even weirder than that, really. But yeah, that's that is proper like Kellogg's cartoon (laughs) idea of football. Well, I've got Kellogg's in my head. That was a good. That was a good 
that was a good sponsorship that because you know no, normally whenever not to say like so i'm going to go blanket now any club when they say we've got a new partnership for babies toys and it's like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> or, but obviously when it's city you've also got welcome to our new sponsors they're from the middle east and like the you know the reaction's all the same and then when city get kellogg's it's like nobody can say anything about that <laughs> it's, it's, it's actual kellogg's like what what <laughs> What 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 could the what could the Guardian investigation into that be? Like what what how's David Bernstein got involved in this one? Like it's that is just it's just amusing that they managed to get like a proper like a proper British brand and one that's based in Manchester. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. There is more for members though. Go to lmtpod.com if you want to sign up for those longer and ad-free episodes. Uh, members are getting what this week, Sam? Yeah, we have a look at Fluminese and how they play and the um, Massive differences, not just to, well, Guardiola in particular, but just European football. So that's genuinely going to make the game interesting and hopefully the second half of this podcast. Uh, Player tiredness, the future Club World Cup plans, and also whether City can play in the Champions League next season if Girona finish above them. Spoiler. No spoiler, you have to listen. (laughs) I wondered if you were going to do that. (laughs) That's all for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, it's hello at lmtpod.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, so just search for lmtpod on there. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time.